Heterodorks. Heterodox dorks. Well, hello, turfs and trannies. My name is Corinna Cohn. I am the one true transsexual, and I have with me my co-host. Nina Paley. I'm the one true turf. And we have a very special guest today. Uh, I believe this guest is a tranny, but some say that she is also a turf. Turf or tranny, you decide. We are pleased to introduce <laughs> Kikomi, bio trans girl. Hello, glad to be here. <laughs> Welcome, Thank sister. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm excited. Yes. Uh, oh, it's a. Uh, quite um an opportunity and i'm delighted to be here yeah okay welcome sister brother because kikomi thank you thank you you are uh assigned female at birth transitioning to male transitioning to female is that correct 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 so i was born a woman however you know it's funny it's a funny story so i was born a woman and you know i had known you know various trans identified individuals in my regular life but, you know, when I got onto Twitter uh, and when I, in regular life, I really didn't, you know, feel that kind of connection to them. Mm -hmm. However, you know, when I'm getting on Twitter and I got to see, you know, how trans women were treated and, you know, how everybody listened to them and how everybody loves to, you know, bend over backwards for them, I've said to myself, you know, I, I identify with that as well. And I think I want a little piece of that. So, yes, I am born female transitioning to trans girl. Yes. Okay. And I've noticed that you have a lot of hate directed at you because even though oh all identities are valid, it seems like for some reason you've been picked out as a target and accused of not having a valid identity. It, it's absolutely ridiculous, Corinne. I like I it, it and it doesn't make any sense, right? Because so we have a name for those types of people and many of them are trans identified themselves. Unfortunately, we call them TERTs. So T-E-R-T's. So trans exclusionary radical um, trans. Mm. And for an unclear reason, they really do have a problem with um, us bio trans. They, it's funny how on almost like the, the drop of a dime, you have um, a, an individual who is very, very, very much pro-trans, and yet they switch almost immediately to turf as soon as they hear that there is a woman who wants to identify as a trans woman. They, at that moment in time, switch from um, being, I, I would argue, a very pro-trans individual to a bioessentialist, gentle fetishist who has no business telling me who I am or what my identity is. And um, yeah, I, I do get a lot of hate, as do many of the other bio-trans uh, brothers and sisters that we have on the app. Um, and it's just got to stop. It's unacceptable. You know what I mean? It's uh, it's uh, it's it's a crime. And I would like to see Twitter take, uh, you know, stronger action against the haters, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. You do occasionally report accounts for transphobia, right? Oh, yes. Actually, we've had we had much more success earlier in our, I would say, um, movement. I worry that maybe Twitter has gotten a little bit um you know, biased against the bio trans because maybe they have some sort of inclination that we were slightly different. But we did have some success at the very beginning, getting certain accounts who express that we were not who we identify as, who say that we're not valid, who say there's no such thing as a biological, there's no such thing as a bio trans girl or a bio trans boy, that we're fake, that we're cis, et cetera, et cetera. Yes, we did have some su success getting these com these hateful comments removed and the accounts either locked, suspended, et cetera, 
We did. We did. But, and I'm not sure, it hasn't hit my phone yet, but I understand that there is a new functionality coming from Twitter in terms of reporting. I believe it's hit some of them where you can actually now, you can actually now identify targeted harassment on the basis of your identity as a reportable offense. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see maybe my impression that they weren't paying attention was incorrect. And maybe they were just, you know, collating all of my reports, you know, and making an even better tool for us biotrans to be able to uh, launch our, our grievances. So it's, it sounds like biotrans aren't really being included a lot of places, right? Like when there's intake forms for hospitals where they'll have a list of genders, biotrans is not usually listed, right? No, it's not. It's not. So, um, for example, like on hospital forums, we, we do sometimes see male, female, or woman, man, and so even sometimes non-binary included on theirs. But there's really no opportunity for us to really uh, clarify our identities with our healthcare professionals. And maybe this is a pillar that I should take up or a um, mantle, perhaps. I don't know. Maybe I'm just rambling. That's also possible. My, uh, my local bike club is engaged in a, a controversy right now because people were complaining that the membership form was not sufficiently inclusive to non-binary identities because it it asked if you were a man or a woman. And in order to be more inclusive, the club got rid of that checkbox, which I thought was great, but uh, that is not satisfactory. And the club has been asked to consult with the Pride Center to be really? to be more inclusive and up to date. So what I assume that means is mm. that we have to include checkboxes with a number of different identities, but I suspect strongly that biotrans is not on the list that the local pride center is going to advise the bike club to to make. Have you considered going to pride centers and making sure that biotrans is included in these lists of identities? Well, you know, it's actually quite challenging, although I would love to do that. I think that's an excellent idea. Um, Many of our biotrans brothers and sisters are actually closeted in real life. They don't feel comfortable enough that they can come out. And so I wonder, uh, like, including myself, like I'm not, uh, I haven't really been able to share my real identity uh, with, you know, members of my family members of my community, because I fear the type of hate that I get on Twitter will be the same type of hate that I receive from people in the community. So it is a, it's a challenge, but I like this idea. I wonder if perhaps our movement is growing and getting a little bit more um, traction. Maybe this is the next step to move forward. I like it. I'm taking it. I'll take a note of that. (laughs) How do you feel about pronouns in your bio, because I, I know that as a bio trans woman, that if you put she, her, that is something that could be misinterpreted as you accepting that you are assigned female at birth, but nothing could be further Very than the true. truth. No, no, absolutely not. So I, I actually um, choose to use the Fae Fawn pronouns in my, in my uh, hmm. handle, or maybe not my handle, but my name. So I can clarify that with uh, anybody who's curious. Uh, and uh, in terms of a bio trans woman um, declaring her pronouns, it's an interesting thing. I think that the majority of ones that I've seen have been neo pronouns. 
Um, but when it comes to the biotrans boys, I feel like they more often than not do use the he, him pronoun. So it's an interesting question. I'm not sure if I can see a consistency. Uh, biotrans is not a monolith. So, you know, we can't be all grouped under the same umbrella. <laughs> so, yeah, um, interesting question. I've noticed that the, the biotrans boys seem to have a lot of internalized misandry. Ah, they do. They do. Um internalized misandry perhaps if they were able to if they could deal with their internalized misandry then maybe instead of being bio trans boys they could just be trans women oh i see what you're saying there oh well you know what they, they do have a repressed trans identity but right right but it's slightly different in that regard right so it's like they uh it if they identify with um, the benefits or the behaviors, activities, uh, preferences of trans men. Yes. Um, and so that is, I think, the key point there. So it's not that they would be, I don't know if they would ever consider themselves to be trans women. It's almost like they don't necessarily identify with that, uh, with that, with that label. It's very difficult with people dealing oh. with these sorts of internalized hatreds it's you never know how they'll express themselves oh absolutely that that is without question and sometimes they flip from day to day or even within minute to minute so it's certainly hard to keep track even for um you know a biotrans individual themselves (laughs) in terms of symbolism have have Mm. any of your company created any biotrans flags yet or is the standard progress flag that has all the colors in it and and the quarter swastika is that is that just the general one now or <laughs> oh no no we do actually have unique ones so oh. initially i believe the first i believe the first flag was created by the biotrans girl uh, giaro femme who um created the bio uh, trans girl flag which was initially a pink stripe atop a white stripe atop another pink stripe that stood for female identifying as male, but also identifying as F to M. Okay. And the counterpoint to that was the bio trans uh, boy flag, which was the white, pink, white. Um, but then actually, interestingly enough, funny you should mention, just yesterday, one of um, one of my one of the bio trans sisters, Friar Suzuki, uh, she actually showed me that we do have they made a new flag, which is, if I can recall correctly, I believe it's like pink, blue, white, pink blue so it's slightly different than the trans but it's it's in the similar type of idea so we do have some flags now an official flag not so much we we haven't come to an agreement um as a community just yet which ones which one is going to be the the one and only or if there even needs to be a one and only perhaps perhaps they're unique enough we can have a couple yeah well now i want to design a flag for you i i have been wondering i I think i might be a Biotrans egg. I think you know it's it's more likely than you would ever imagine. You know, um, uh, it's it, it's once you. I think that what will actually solidify uh, your 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 thoughts on this will maybe perhaps uh, coming out on Twitter and participating in some of our discussions with some of our lovers and our haters. So we do also get a lot of support from certain sects of Twitter. Um, so it's not all bad. So that's something else I can say. But regardless of whether we're interacting with uh, supporters or haters, I would say that it's always a very uh, 
entertaining and fun time. So I would highly recommend it. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I would like to be love bombed by a cult. Oh, 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 there's nothing better for sure. Uh, that support is, is priceless. Definitely. It might be the cult for me. I think so. I think so. So have you thought uh, in terms of your egg? So what, what do you particularly identify with, with the biotrans identities or what's your impression so far? That's so, that's so personal. <laughs> that's just so personal. It's just a Fair feeling enough. that I have inside. It's just have this feeling. And I think maybe I might be biotrans. And, you know, I think people should ask less and just listen more. I just want you to listen. Oh my gosh. You know, I, I'm listening right now and I can almost hear the biotrans coming through in your voice. So, you know what? I, I think you're almost ready there. You're almost yeah, ready to go. Okay. Kikami, I, I noticed that you started to ask us questions, which I think trying to take control over your environment is something which is a very masculine trait. Ah, yes. Which okay. you are okay. not doing a very good job covering with your feminine persona. Ah. So I ah, want to congratulate um, you. Oh, thank you so much. I'm I want very to affirm you. Oh, so thank you so much. I'm, I, you know, it's, this is, it's these, it's it's moments like this that you know we we really strive for. I'm feeling a little bit of gender euphoria. You know, my whole body is tingling a little bit, and um, I okay, I kind of went on a tangent there. <laughs> um, how should we refer to trans people who are not bio trans? Should we call oh. them cis trans? Interesting question. So um, we feel as a community that the proper designation or the proper way to distinguish between a biotrans and a non-biotrans trans, uh, it would be to call the non-biotrans trad trans. So they're the traditional trans. And uh, we would argue that the trad trans are the cis trans. So essentially they are trans, but they're kind of like cis because we biotrans are trans trans like squared right so it's like we're transing the trans so um so i am trad trans you are trad trans yes yes exactly you know what you are one of the most uh friendly trad trans that i have met on twitter for sure um uh, not one of not the only obviously but uh, a delight to speak to here and on the platform i think that it's important for trad trans to help maintain the binary <laughs> Sure. Okay. The the cis trans binary is pretty important to me. And I actually okay. am a little okay. bit uncomfortable when the biotrans comes and creates queers the binary that I'm accustomed to. Right, right. Um did you want me to comment on that? No, I'm I'm just I'm just complaining on? to you because I'm going to actually start something which I'm gonna call the the Trans Alliance, which okay. no LGB people will be allowed. It's just trans. And mostly Ooh. what we're going to do is advocate for only trans, trad trans rights. And I think one of the things that we really want to do is focus on the ways that the biotrans movement is bringing the trad trans old timers into disrepute. Okay, here's a serious question. Mm -hmm. What rights are the biotrans community fighting for? Oh, okay. Hmm. 
we are fighting for the right to be recognized and treated as trad trans uh, to be to right to be recognized as a trad trans and the right to be treated as trans trans are both on the web and in everyday life so that's our main that's our main platform our main goal um yeah all right bio trans is trans bio bio trans, bio trans, trans women are trans women yes yes and also women are trans women that's another one of our hashtags so um men are trans men um Biotrans equality now, biotrans rights are human rights, et cetera, et cetera. We have a bunch of, well, they don't get, they don't, unfortunately they don't get trending on Twitter, um, but they're there if you want to go look for them. Women <laughs> are trans women. So even a woman like yes. me who has short hair, I have short hair and I don't wear makeup. Even I could be a trans or maybe am a trans woman. Well, you know, it, it's very possible because um, if trans women are women, and of course, as a trans person, I absolutely agree with that statement, then obviously the inverse must also be true, right? That women are trans women. So it's a, it's a, it's a two-way street here. Um, once you accept one, you must accept the other, I believe. It's outrageous to me, Nina, that you would try to supplant my position on this podcast <gasps> as the trans person. Oh my gosh. I hadn't thought about that. Uh, how do you feel? Um, Nina, did you think of it that way or? Maybe. (laughs) We have to change our opening. Oh my God. Well, how how would we change the opening? We would just say, Hey, trannies. Hmm. Well, you know, if women are trans women, then turfs are trannies. It, it, it follows like it tracks right like it's it's hard to argue otherwise it's like once you once you really sit down to yourself and you listen to the the tre or the tra rhetoric it's uh it's hard to not apply it to the biotrans and when you do try to apply it to the biotrans it's kind of like it's a free-for-all and uh that's part of what we love about it well i'll, I'll be serious for a minute here mm-hmm. and when you when somebody makes a claim that mm. despite their material, the fact of their material being that they are mm. actually miscategorized in their sex class, that they should instead be treated as a member of the opposite sex class, which is a claim that I have made for three decades and have gradually been questioning. It seems like there, there needs to be some understanding or some agreement on, on the basis of that claim. And for a long time, for the trad trans, the basis of that claim Mm -hmm. was that I am going to medicalize, I am going to have a surgery which, uh, in a very dramatic way, creates space between myself and the other members of my sex class. And it has some some degree of commitment for for the trad trans. Absolutely. But once you have self ID, there is no longer any sort of basis and and even even though the material basis for the trad trans in the past is questionable and debatable with self id mm-hmm. there's really nothing at all it's just somebody who's making a claim correct yeah yeah you know to comment on that i think that um you've actually brought up a good point here you know when biotrans the concept or well when you know i thought of it and i was exhibiting my transness it's almost always the template that I'm working with is actually not the traditional transsexual. It's the modern transgenderist. So I think that that's an important kind of distinction to make. Like I don't, I, 
personally feel that like the uh, the traditional transsexual who is also unfortunately lumped together with the modern transgenderist is getting kind of um, kind of pulled under the bus by this whole movement and it's really unfortunate. But you know, the the counterpoint to that is you know the major the rest of society is still really thinking about the traditional transsexual when the loudest voices in the trans community online and I guess in person are the modern transgenderist who do who who believe in self ID who um, don't care about the medicalization and in fact they I believe they refer to those who think that uh, medicalization is possible or is the only way to do it is as true scum, et cetera. So they are the ones that are kind of uh, spoiling this for, I would say, the legitimate trans people. Um, and uh, it's those modern transgenderists that I'm trying to poke fun at and to highlight the ridiculousness of their claims. And um, yeah, I do feel sympathy and uh like empathy for the traditional transsexuals like yourself the trad scum you can call us trad scum <laughs> beautiful <laughs> yeah no it's true i guess the trad the trad trans umbrella encompasses both and maybe that maybe there could be do you think that we should be making a distinction between the like uh traditional transsexuals mm. in the trad trans umbrella and the uh modern transgenderists in the trad trans umbrella I, like i'll take it under consideration i don't and I'll, I'll bring it to my, my committee yeah i don't think so the what happened in the past when there were the true transsexuals which is mm-hmm. a phrase that actually used to be used that yeah. the allowances or the accommodations that were made for people like us were in my opinion not very fair to women because ah, nobody asked them. It hmm. was really the sexologists who made the decision sure. that women would sure, have to sure. make the accommodation. And although that worked for a while because there were so few of us and because there right. was a norm at the time that we should try to not make waves and try to fit in and not make women uncomfortable, that's no longer the norm. Right. And it's never yeah. going to be the norm again. But if, if you don't mind me bringing up this topic, I think that there's a sort of a weird duality where sure. somebody who is a, somebody in their, I'm going to guess you're in your early thirties, late twenties. Sure. We'll say, yeah, sure. let's go with, let's go with that. Where, <laughs> where a woman like you can shave off your hair like you have. And mm-hmm. th- to me, that looks like some mascara pencil that you've put all over your chin and oh yes 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 <laughs> and forgive me but those strings that you've put underneath your nose don't really look like a mustache but but that, that you can do that and make a claim to be trans and right uh, to be a trans woman and by the standards right now we are supposed to say yes that is valid you are whatever you claim is correct and however you present yourself even though you may look like a mockery of the thing that you're trying to be that we are supposed mm-hmm. to overlook that and that that you are valid. So there's that part. And then the other part, which is that if a nine-year-old boy says that actually I want to be a girl, that we medicalize that child, that we mm-hmm. halt their development into puberty, that we treat them with cross-sex hormones, and that we plan for them to be castrated and have general reconstruction surgery. Because if we don't do that as quickly as possible, then that child will 
not be able to have a correct adaptation into adulthood as a member of their target mm-hmm. sex. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So on one hand, we have literally anybody can declare what their sex is and that right. I, I wouldn't call you low effort. Obviously, you've, you've gone through some effort to, to come across as a, a fellow trans woman, but that there are people who literally do nothing except for make a demand about uh, recognition of, of being the opposite sex. Um, and on the other hand, we treat uh, the act of medicalizing children as though our choice not to do that will lead to death. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like, so, so on one hand, as you say, there is uh, the camp that will say, oh, you know, um, you're born in the wrong body, et cetera, et cetera. Like you can't be comfortable in it. Um, and then they want to, and that's the basis for transing, you know, children. And, but then as you say, on the other side, they're like, oh, there's no such thing as, you know, the wrong body. A woman can have anybody. A man can have anybody. So if that's the way that it is, then if if a man or a woman can have any body, then like, why are they medicalizing the children? Like, it really doesn't make any sense, right? And that, well, this is kind of like the whole problem with a modern ideology. It just, no matter which way you try to square it, it never makes sense. Like, it's like it, uh, it, it um, contradicts itself at almost every turn. So I think that's part of the problem. And perhaps it's because it's no longer motivated, or there's like ulterior motives behind, you know, certain aspects of the uh, argue medical industry yeah i have a different question sure do you draw the comics yourself i personally do not draw the comics i have never drawn the comics my first exposure to the comics was actually on twitter um i'm not sure if you've heard of an account called label free brands back in february 2021 she just shared the original comic book the original comic and in this comic it was Biotrans girl Kakomi, you know, coming to realize that she is a woman who identifies as a man who identifies as a woman, and she goes about transing herself. She shaves off all of her hair. Um, she dyes it. She puts a strap on, on goes on to line grooming children, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I just saw this, and I thought it was a very clever, a very clever satire of the modern transgenderist movement and those ones who are so, you know, they use self ideas like a cudgel to like beat other people down. And uh, so I was laughing and she said, she said something along the lines of like, oh, imagine if there was someone who, uh, if there was a bio trans girl account, if Kakomi came to life, like, wouldn't that be a, you know, a funny opportunity? Well, I am a huge fan of those comics. When I first saw them, oh, my mind was blown. My it it's just perfect. It's so funny. They do a, such a great job of of uh, bringing the 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 like ridiculous to light. Um, all the things that we see on a regular basis. If you've ever interacted with a very um, self id passionate individual on Twitter, so the the poetic. the Kikomi Twitter account is kind of. It's kind of fan fiction. Oh, definitely, definitely. And it's evolved over time. So initially when I made it, um, it was more so based off of what the comic was actually saying, Um, you know, kind of bringing to light and, you know, making parodies of uh, various things. But as time went on, um, it had actually, what actually was the kind of clicking moment where everything started to gain traction was when I realized that um, 
when people were calling, where people were making the assertion that I wasn't really trans and calling me cis and say that I'm pretending to be trans and that, the, you know, that's not my real gender identity, this and this and that. And I just had this kind of like epiphany moment where I was like, hold on a second, like these can I swear on this podcast? I'm not sure. I'm like, these motherfuckers are misgendering me. I'm like, hold on a second. I think there's a, a a reporting button for that because I had actually been, ultimately, the my old account was suspended for, you know, interacting with a furry and maybe misgendering. I don't know. But anyways, um, yeah. So that was kind of like this epiphany moment. And when that happened and we started to like report the people who were not respecting our identity, I think that's where it really started to pick up traction. We had more people who were kind of realizing that they were uncracked eggs and, you know, they were really passionate about participating and, you know, sharing their love of their gender identity with the world and the love of themselves with the world. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm significantly closer to identifying as trans now. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's actually quite, uh, it's funny among the biotrans community. So like when you get to, you know, get yourself involved in some of these uh, debates or inter in interactions, you kind of like, you kind of see, you learn about the appeal. You're like, oh, so this is, this is what it's like to be trans. And it's like quite a nice little power trip there. And then again, I'm saying this like comedically, um, and it's on Twitter. Um, it, it, yeah. Cause, um, you do get some special treatment and, you know, getting somebody suspended or getting somebody's tweets taken down. Like there is a little bit of a, a, a thrill to that. Unfortunately, I've got to say. So like, it would really help my art, my, mm. my art career. The problem mm. is that, uh, I use my real name. So I have this whole history now. <sighs> ah. So if I were mm. to identify as trans now, Mm -hmm. People would not believe me. Like the chance of them respecting right. my identity. Would you really? I would. Hmm. Oh, I've always see. suspected Nina. Nino. Well, because <laughs> like the the New York Times would never write about me unless I were trans. True. And there's yeah, all you, kinds you, of galleries that would just never carry my work if I unless I were trans. I I know what but, you're saying. But but because I'm the village turf and and uh, I'm, I've been called a, a rolling level turf. That would be quite a transition for me to come mm. out as trans. Yes. But, you know, maybe it could be done. I just, I don't want to do it with a pseudonym. I mean, my, my art, my life, my mm. career, I, I use my real name. I'm very honest. This is true. Um, some people, and it's funny, you should mention that. So some people who have tried to, you know, um, declare their biotrans identity on their existing Twitter account have actually experienced and reported similar, um, you know, experiences where, you know, followers didn't get it. They uh, unfollowed. Um, they reported like they when they changed their profile, people were like, what's happening? Um, and uh, it was not the type of reception that they initially thought. Uh, and they actually had to change back to their old um, untrans identity. I would say uh, Wait, but if you they had you to had, you bio, had bio detrans. <laughs> oh well, kind of actually, yes. Wow, yes. because of uh, social pressure. Yes. Uh, you know what? That's an ex honestly, what an excellent framing. That's exactly what it was. Yes, I'm. I think uh, the the counts. I'm not sure what the handle is. The, her name was Gay, like G A Y E. Um, uh, and she is expressed this sentiment to me. She said she had to go back to being not biotrans because of the. 
repercussions. An unusual situation, I suppose. Um, perhaps it wow. has it this speaks to her audience. Yeah, no, it's just know, very upsetting that that people have to bio detrans because of social pressure like that. I feel I feel bad. <laughs> it's, uh, but I hear it's only one percent. It is. It's you know what. I would think that, that that's correct. Only 1%, um, and smaller percentage than the percentage of the trad trans that detransition. I'm certain of that. Um, because most of our biotrans are very passionate about the identity and they really enjoy yeah. it. Um, mm-hmm. Now that 1%, that doesn't take into account all of the accounts that have been banned over time. It's only, oh, it's only, goodness. only 1% of the biotrans who still participate in the biotrans community, but have Biodetransed are the ones that are counted for the biodetrans number. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, the number of accounts that have been suspended. My goodness, I think that I, I, I can think of off the top of my head at least ten to twenty. Um, R.I.P. I wish that they were still with us, and you know maybe they are in some capacity under a different pseudonym. But <sighs> what tends to provoke a, a suspension for a biotrans person oh. on Twitter? What What are the circumstances oh. that usually lead up to that? Well, it's usually because the specific account is actually being quite rude. (laughs) It's just like any other, um, you know, uh, situation. It's not a special. It's normally that they have let themselves either, you know, say, you know, be caught themselves saying something that could be interpreted as either targeted harassment or as directing hate against a protected characteristic. Mm. I would certainly say that those are the two char- the two the two situations. What we don't see ourselves getting banned for, I'll say this, is sharing pornographic material. Very rarely. I've never seen that. I've never seen a biotrans really go about doing that with the exception of perhaps we like to um if we saw one of our, um, you know, maybe trad trans siblings declaring their love of themselves and maybe they had posted a, maybe a little a picture of nudity, maybe we would share that, but we never, we don't have, we don't have porn accounts in the same way as some of the more modern genderists do. It's never for saying also that men can't be women or women can't be men because obviously biotrans are very much, uh, we don't believe that we believe that gender is fluid and you can identify as whatever you want to yeah people are who they say they are we are who we say we are exactly exactly so so what resources are available to me like let's say i'm i work up the courage to come out as trans bio trans right and then i am not treated the way i should be treated i am not treated like a trans woman like i will oh i will it'll be just so clear that people are not respecting my identity. What do I do? Oh, well, uh, you have to immediately call the biotrans hotline. So there's an account on Twitter that provides emotional and potentially financial support to all biotrans individuals who are suffering from verbal uh, abuse in particular and uh, directed uh, hatred directed to get them for their identity. So that's the first step. Um, Perhaps, you know, I hesitate to make these kind of jokes because Corinne, I feel bad making these jokes when I'm talking to you here because you're such a lovely no, person. No, like, you should eh. you should feel bad for Nina because she <laughs> identifies she's starting to identify as biotrans. And so, if like, you're gonna make <laughs> trans jokes in front of people, Nina's feelings are the first ones that we need to think about because Okay. This is gonna create Fair stereotype enough. threat and it's gonna keep her from wanting to have her egg broken. But but no, the thing is that I want, how can I say it? 
if I identify as biotrans, mm-hmm. I want to be treated with genuine transphobia. But what I think would happen instead is that just that I would be treated with misogyny. Like oh, I don't think so- I don't think anyone's gonna buy that I'm actually a man identifying as a woman. I think they're gonna think that I'm a woman and will treat me shitty for that reason, just like I've been treated shitty for being a woman without identifying as a trans woman. Right. So in those situations, I would say that you would first reach for, you know, um, stonewall rhetoric, glad rhetoric, and, you know, acceptance without exception. You know, we are who we say we are, as we kind of went over before. But Stone, um, but Stonewall and yeah. Glad don't support bio the biotrans. I I couldn't turn to them for Not any real help. Uh, it's true. It's true. Not officially yet. Perhaps one day they they may. Um, who would you turn to for help? Like I said before, maybe the biotrans lifeline. Um, you know, if you had some puberty blockers or some maybe estrogen in your in your cupboard just hanging around, you could take a shot of those. Those ones often help to relieve some of the, you know, tension, stress. They might even give you like a boost from gender euphoria. So that's my go-to um, routine when I misgendered online. Um, usually works out quite well. I Nina, just, if, I just if think I like would... some validation, yeah. I can help you. Mm. Yeah. So you y- you be a biotrans girl. Okay. And I will give you the, the sort of harassment that will help validate you. Okay. You are never going to be a real trans woman. <laughs> it's just disgusting how soft your features are, and your jaw is never going to have that lantern shape, which is going to distinguish you as a real trans woman, Nina. You will never, like, I, you will never grow a real beard. Oh, God. This sounds terrible. I want to be love bombed and elevated in a cult, but I just don't think it's going to happen. And I think it's because of my actual sex. Your prostate is not real. I think, I think everyone's not only going to be thinking that, but you know, sort of knowing that. Yep. And well, you know, go ahead. Your, your front hole isn't a real front hole. Because you started with it. <laughs> it it's, it's that's fun. true. It was just handed. It was just handed to me. I didn't have to work for it. If if you want to be a real woman, Nina, you're gonna to have to have a vaginoplasty. Wow, wow. Have you ever considered? You could even get something really, you know, why go, you don't necessarily have to go with like a traditional model. You could get some really fancy reconstructive down there, you know, you know, perhaps, you know, in the shape of, um, oh gosh, I personally have shown my gender affirmative surgeon picture of a bear trap, a Venus fly trap, Mm. you know, those ones are really common and hot this season. Um, uh, In fact, and yeah, those, that'd be my recommendation. Huh. All right. Well, these are very good tips. I have a lot to mm-hmm. think about. I I don't Excellent. know if an egg cracks all at once, but yeah, it kind of tough. If you want, if you want to leverage your existing identity, that will that might be tough. That might be tough. Often you have to you have to abandon your previous identity, dead you know, never be dead named, and only go forward with your new biotrans. I um, see. Mm. Oh yeah, right. Mm-hmm, that would mm-hmm, be mm-hmm. the right. 
So Kikomi is not your birth name. No, it's not my birth name. My birth name, my dead name is never to be uttered again. Oh, so it's secret. Right. Yes, yes. I, I'm not that worldly, but Kikomi sounds Canadian to me. It's a Japanese Canadian, actually. Okay, I so, see. So correct. Yes, yes, Japanese Canadian. <laughs> it's so hard to tell um, just by looking at you, though. I get that. I get that often. You know, it's the it's the it's the uh, the anime eyes. It's the lack of detailing in the way that my mouth is drawn, and you know, the hair. It really just it's hard to make out these line drawings. Um, mm-hmm. Very challenging. Yes. I think I've asked all the pressing questions about biotrans. I think we've all learned a lot about biotrans. Uh, hopefully. You know, our listeners who may be identifying as biotrans, maybe they'll be inspired to come out, pack a few weapons, pack some other stuff. I, yeah, yeah. Highly, highly recommend looking into weaponry, looking into, well, it depends on if you're going to be a biotrans girl or biotrans boy. I would say, you know, reference, if you can reference the con- comics by like a non-author, you are pretty much on your way. Um, yeah, I I. I welcome more members of the community. All right. Well, I want the community to be big enough and culty enough to love bomb the hell out of me. I really want to be thoroughly indoctrinated and uh, I I want those benefits because I'm not getting any benefits like that now. I mean, I got to say TERFs don't really do that. So it's true. It's true. But sometimes, you know, it's funny. Some of the TERFs really do love biotrans. So it's a it's a hit and miss kind of situation. You can never tell. You can never tell. In the same way you can never tell if a person is a man or a woman by looking at them. You can't really tell if a person is a TERF or a trans lover by, you know, their followers on uh, on Twitter. All right. Sometimes they just flip on a dime. Uh, I just want to say that all biotrans are welcome in the TERF tranny alliance. Beautiful. Happy to hear it. We will certainly be signing up. It's pretty well known that some of the TERFs have attractions towards the trans and biotrans that they don't feel comfortable admitting. So I, I think that's uh-huh. it makes sense that some of the TERFs would be a little bit flirtatious with some of the biotrans. It's like an internalized, they're just, they're, they're suppressing it. They need to get it out and they don't really, you know, know the best uh, way to do so. So, but sometimes we do get, uh, it does come out and that's great. Maybe... Maybe biotrans chasers are just TERFs. Mm. Now, that's an interesting idea there. You know what? Something to reflect upon. Very good point. Possibly. Yeah. (laughs) Well, following our Bailey episode about autogynephilia, it was pretty neat to have uh, the next guest who knows something about autoandrogynephilia. That's me. Well, I feel completely invalidated. I don't like being called <laughs> trad scum. I'm I, I'm going to probably nurse my hurt feelings in a large pint of estrogel after this. So, uh, Nina, I'm I'm just dashed. Right. Well, I I do hope to usurp you as the one and only true trans as bio trans. I am definitely going to be writing some letters to Glad to try to get some defense because these are us poor trad trannies are being edged out of our own communities. Pretty soon, we trad trannies are not even going to be able to have our own bathroom. Good. Oh, perverts. 
<laughs> I was not expecting that. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we just have a new battle. We were hoping, or not hoping, we were thinking that what yep. might tear us apart would be maybe keto versus veganism, but it could oh. be trad trans versus biotrans. That would be cool. Yep. Thanks, turfs and trannies. Thanks, turfs and trannies and biotrannies and bioturfs. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to Heterodorks. You can support our podcast by visiting anchor.fm slash heterodorks or by directly supporting Nina Paley on Patreon at patreon.com slash Nina Paley.